Drogba in der Mitte, Schneider, Schneider, Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 60? Yep, 60 of the Lion's Den, a Galatasaray podcast done by the community for the community. From all around Turkey, Rams Park, the Netherlands. Where where did I go in? Well, all around the world, basically. I'm your host, Samet. Yes, the OG one. Not some replacement American Brooklyn accented guy. Honestly. I gotta give him credit. He was amazing. And today he's here again from New York, Brooklyn, America. We got the GOAT, our boy, Emre. Hey, Emre, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, you're the OG, but you're the one that's calling me the GOAT. So what does that say about me, man? Uh, is that all the excitement I get for, for all the compliments <laughs> I just gave you? Look, you yeah, gave me compliments, but you kind of, just... you kind of, you kind of gave me a compliment, kind of like shit on me a little bit after over there too, you know, because uh, I'm American. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, but I'm. We're, uh, look, I'm happy to have you back, Summit. Welcome back. Did you enjoy your trip? Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. A lot of things happened, man. A lot of things happened. I mean, uh, we'll we'll talk about it. But uh, we got our boy, our objective boy, <laughs> my nemesis. Fenerbahce'li Yasin, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I had to do it. That, that, that's fine. That's, that's why I'm here today, actually. I was not supposed to come. It's, it's work hours. I'm supposed to be working right now. It's 3 p.m. on a weekday. I said, I'm not going to come. I got work to do. Summit. Somebody asked me to come. And I've, I, I, I basically my, my, my man made, my man so made his return. I had to be there for it because what's Summit without Yasin? What's Yasin without Summit? So I, I had to be here for it. Exactly. But, but Balance for yin and yang. me though, I mean, I'd rather hear from our other boy that's here today who is also returning from a little bit of a hiatus. How about you introduce him? Bro, I mean, do I need to? The GOAT, the man himself, the coach of Canada. <laughs> Mr. John, my boy. I mean, uh, I've seen John a lot actually this, over this summer, which is funny. You think he's in Toronto normally, but uh, how are you doing, John? Yeah, I'm doing well, man. It's been, I don't know how many months. I guess it's been three months since I last been on. Mm -hmm. Had some time to uh, spend in Turkey with you for some of it, like you mentioned. But um, yeah, happy to be back and we're uh, we're kicking the season off here. So happy to hear uh, from you guys and, and I'm ready ready to go re, re-energized, re uh started myself you can say so john, you know what's funny this. you know what's funny john you said i had to spend it with summit <laughs> as if you had no choice <laughs> no listen um we had some pretty good times over there man we had like uh Izmir i don't even know what fire, to call it bro yeah Izmir bro we had like fire. a celebration in the streets in Izmir when we when we won uh, like when we beat Ankara Gijou, we were confirmed for champions. That was like, yeah, that's for a whole other podcast talking and about that. And then we had the derby, the Fener derby, and the celebration. We went to yeah, after man. That. Yeah. 
Yeah. So probably we could do a whole podcast just based on those experiences. But uh, yeah. no, I didn't have to spend it with him. Let's just get that clear. All right. I did it voluntarily and uh, it was a good time, man. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> what, what will the listeners think about me? You guys <laughs> making me look bad, man. Yeah, I'm going to think that you nice you blackmailed person. me or something to hang yeah, out with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I call myself uh, strict, but ju- justice, but justice. Anyway. But yeah, no, today I actually came from Halusa, bro. Five aside, I broke my finger. No, not, I don't think I broke it, but I can't move my middle finger. So like automatically <laughs> always in fuck mode. You jammed <laughs> it probably? Like you yeah, can't move it? Know. Nope. Nope, it's yeah, it's probably jammed. Ah, I see. Yeah, no, I don't know if you guys play five side at all. Yeah, those are goalkeeper problems, man. Goalkeeper, goalkeeper. I'm a goalkeeper. Call me. Yeah, goal goalkeeper problems when you jam your finger like that, bro. Oh yeah, of course. How else, right? Yeah, (laughs) that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, bro. Yeah, exactly, man. So I'm probably thought you called him goatkeeper. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Do Do you play five side, Chan? Not anymore, man. We used to do like men's leagues and stuff here, but people here, they don't want to play. They just want to get drunk and start fighting at the game and all kinds of this Can't you craziness. join your uh, local, cr- local Indians? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's some cricket leagues over here. I, those are popping off. Let me, let me tell you, bro. Those go hard. How's the fans but, uh, of cricket? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not my thing. So... Uh, I'll just be a a bystander for that one. Uh, I know you live in like Gulash Street or something like that, right? Yeah. (laughs) Summit, I can relate though. I I play I play seven aside, um, and sometimes I play seven aside. Yeah, I I play goalie sometimes though. Like the days where I'm old, so my knees when your belly is less, my belly is too big, my knees hurt, and all that. I play goalie sometimes, and there have been times where I've jammed my finger because, as you just stated, it's a goalie problem, right? I used to I used mm. to wear gloves that were fi- had finger savers to avoid that mm-hmm. trouble, but after yeah. that I bought a green Musleta jersey, and I Oof. thought, what better you know next thing to do than buy green gloves that match my Musleta jersey? So the green gloves that matched mm-hmm. the Musleta jersey didn't have finger savers. I've always preferred finger savers, but I said, fuck it, like I want to match my goalie jersey, so. I, mm-hmm. I bought those gloves, and then the very next game, the first game that I used the new gloves, I jammed my finger because I didn't have finger savers. But uh, it, it is <laughs> what it is. It's worth it, man. It looks so nice. Like it's literally the exact same color as the jersey from last year. So it's yeah. fun. What a problem, man! And it buys a hundred professional jerseys for a hundred, two hundred dollars, but can't even buy a mic. Like, yeah, <laughs> I actually need to get on that. I keep forgetting. Yeah, 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 sure. sure. <laughs> Forgetting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, Emre, shall we? Uh, I mean, I've heard you guys sp- speak a lot in two hours, last podcast, which was great, by the way. I love listening to you guys. You guys are awesome. I can, uh, I should chat out you guys as well more often. I know I'm being harsh, but uh, love you guys. Any Thank news you. after that podcast that we got, actually? I mean, well, yeah, obviously. I mean, look, the biggest news, as we all know, is we chalumed Fenerbahce and we got Zaha. How do you say chalum in English? I don't really know if there's a word for it, Yasin or uh, John, if you guys happen to know. What is it? 
I mean, scammed? No, not scammed. No, Chalum it's Brothers just steal or th- like theft. A, like, like that's it, really. Wait, yeah, does, I don't know. That's more like stealing, no. But yeah. no, I don't think there's like a specific word for that. At least that I can think of. Let me see. Google Translate. <laughs> Maybe it'll tell me something. But yeah, no, we got uh, Zaha boys. Were any of you expecting that? Because I absolutely was not expecting to get Zaha, bro, at all. Um, on my side, Emre, no, not at all. Because like I was like I was hearing it, Zaha Fenerbahce. All right, we're not really doing anything about it. Seemed like, but I understand that actually it was us initially um, that was going for Zaha, but then Fenerbahce came in. And we said, you know what? We don't do that stuff anymore. You want to speak to Fenerbahce? You speak to Fenerbahce. My name is Erdan Timur. And then you know what he does. Pulls his dig out, puts it on the table, and then leaves. And uh, As he after... drags it along the floor. <laughs> exactly. And after a while, I don't know what happened with Fenerbahce. I guess Daha just realized this is the end of my life if I go there. And then started speaking <laughs> to Gala again. That's the only reason I can think of. Or not the end of his career, the end of his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on, who do you know that people die? Yeah, over there? Uh, facts, bro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But th- that's what I understand. <laughs> so did you expect that to happen? That was such a transfer challenge, bro. I don't even know. Like, I still don't know what to say about that. I- I've never seen a transfer that was announced in such a like boss way. Like, there was barely any news yeah, about it whatsoever. Anything. And then the club themselves... It's not like, you know, one of these other guys, like, broke the news saying, you know, Gals and I have agreed with... Like, the club themselves made the post saying we began negotiation. Like, that's just crazy. That literally broke Turkish Twitter. I didn't expect that at all. So, um, I don't know how that went under the radar. Like, things just must have happened so quickly where the news didn't get a chance to go around but that's mad i man. think it I was kept the last under time. secret that like that was that's what's yeah, most maybe. impressive bro yeah which i don't know how they kept it a secret it, it seems like everything seems to leak sooner or later so i, I, I don't oh. know if they just managed to keep it a secret or things just happened so quickly you know, you know i don't Buran know john tarzi i think he mentioned like he tweeted a few times a few weeks ago that something is coming yeah. like it's going to be bigger than mehmet topus chalam <laughs> or stuff <laughs> Yeah, stock. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, so. right, right. Oh, God, yeah. Indeed. Yeah, and... You guys know Zaha, though? Before, before, oh, before, yeah. before we talk about Zaha, I think another part that makes this whole secretive transfer announcement so special is, I think just the week or two before that, Fenerbahce did something very similar to Besiktas with the whole Tadic uh, transfer, right, guys? Like, Besiktas were very interested yeah. in Tadic for weeks. Some Besiktas fans thought... They were convinced that he was coming to Besiktas. <laughs> and out of absolutely nowhere, you, you see Fenerbahce post a picture of Tadic in the airplane. And they announce he's coming mm. to Fenerbahce. Out of nowhere. Like, nobody was talking about it. And now, Besiktas got super mad because just days prior to that, we took Halil from them, right? So, Besiktas got screwed twice. But then we... They paid for their tickets as well. Like- yeah, th- that's not true, apparently. That's apparently bull. True or not, not a big deal. At the end of the day, we stole a player from them. It wasn't necessarily like a star player. It's okay. It is what it is. Halil came back home. But the fact that we did the exact same thing that Fenerbahce fans are laughing about doing to Besiktas, 
We did it on an amplified level because Fenerbahce were interested in this guy for what, two, three months? Ali Coach brought his agency Stumble. He showed him around Istanbul, the stadiums. You know, this is our team. This is the league. He did half the job mm -hmm. for us. Thank you very much, Mr. Ali Coach. And then Adam Tumor came in and said, look, everything that Ali Coach just told you, now think about it 10 times. We're, we're 10 times a club. We have 10 times of fans. We have 10 times of history. And guess what? Your player Zaha can now play in, in, in the Champions League, hopefully, uh, if he joins us. Mm. And bam, done, done. Pen to paper, sealed, signature approved. Like he's with us. And everybody's talking mm. about it. The English are talking about it. The non-English are talking about it. Biggest transfer, Chalam in 100 years. So yeah, man, it's... It's great to see. I uh, as if that was not enough. By the way, mm -hmm. when that happened, when a bunch of fans started focusing on Icardi not coming, oh, we'll we'll get Icardi <laughs> or something like that, and like no breather, bro. Immediately, Faruk yeah. Remzolo comes in and <laughs> says, "Here we go, Icardi, three-year deal." Um, bro, like they they truly are living on another planet, bro. Like I, it, it, we've reached a point now where I truly don't know what to say about them. Like it's it's almost sad. Well, not almost. It's very sad, but yeah, I, it's so pathetic on so many different levels, man. Like, and I I truly believe we could do that. What we did with Zaha, I truly believe we could do with any transfer that they're making. Like, I doubt that any player would be willing to sign with Fener and then we stepped in and they would deny us and go with Fener. Like unless they were paying the player an obscene amount, mm -hmm. there's just nothing they can offer. Fener can offer top players. Like it doesn't make any sense to go there. You know, Fener no. offered more money than us. To be fair, we offered less. Yeah. And now that with Accardi practically being confirmed by uh, Fabrizio Romano, now, you know what they're saying is they're saying is that he is chronically injured. Like he has a lot of injuries. <laughs> yeah, that's and right. And then he's, you know, you bought a chronically uh, suck -out player, you know, chronically yeah, yeah, injured yeah, player yeah. as if you guys weren't chasing him for two months. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So you guys didn't and know you guys, that. Yeah. Right? You guys weren't making edits about his goals for fucking three months. And like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious, dude, honestly. Yeah, that was nice. Like, I didn't need to, like, look into stuff. It's like, the Faber fans already <laughs> did everything for us, right? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. That's so crazy. So, you know what we paid, right? Officially, uh, the cup came out and said it's a three-year contract. He gets, he's a free agent from Crystal Palace, right? He gets 2.33 million euro signature free fee. And his yearly salary is going to be 4.35 million euros. That's the official statement. Um, I've seen also some other unofficial points. Um, I don't know how much you know about that. Um, what I've known, what I've heard is that what you see that was revealed by Galatasaray is what Galatasaray is paying him from our end. But what I've heard is that there's going to be sponsors, uh, mm -hmm. Rams, uh, NAF, and a few others maybe. But regardless, he's going to get another portion of cash from them and he also we're also getting money for image rights for Zaha. Mm. So okay. eventually like we're like more information will probably come out maybe from Adan Timmer's side explaining the whole process. But right now we're we're like what we're paying him is just on our side. He's going to get more from what you see on cop, for example. Yeah. 
Do you know the details? Exactly, no. But apparently yearly salary is about 5.5 to 6. What Could be more, could be less. What I'm seeing, I'm Mm -hmm. not not sure if like every source is the same, but one of... Exactly, there's too many, bro. I can't... But like like, the more common one I'm seeing is he's basically getting paid 23 million over three years. Uh, 15 and a half of that, or roughly, is from Galsai. Another uh, half of that, seven and a half issues from sponsors. Um, they're saying he's actually going to get paid about six and a half, six point six million a year, which still, to Emmer's point, less than what Fenerbahce was offering, and what English uh, journalists have all come to agree on is less than what Crystal Palace offered as well. And then add to that, the Saudis, uh, they they definitely offered more. Um, I think that includes a signing fee as well, which is significantly more than what we offered, which goes to show, guys, that Zaha didn't just come to Galatasaray for money. If he wanted to go somewhere for money, he would have gone somewhere where he got paid more. The difference between what Galatasaray offered and what all the others offered is not what's seen on paper. It's what's to come when he comes to Galatasaray, and that's playing in Europe, right? Fenerbahce might play in Europe, but... Is it going to be Europa League? Is it going to be Conference League? Not sure. He's also here to win trophies. If he stays in Crystal Palace, he's not winning a trophy. If he goes to Saudi Arabia, if he wins a trophy, who cares, right? Like, nobody's paying attention to that. If he goes to Fenerbahce, is he going to win a trophy? Less likely than if he stays at Gal- if he comes to Galsai. So he's here to win. He's 30 years old. He's not here to retire like some other 37-year-olds that went to Fenerbahce this, this year. But... Um, yeah, man, at the end of the day, guys, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, there's a lot of trust in Eden Tumor, right? Galsai has been quite transparent in what we've been offering these players, whether that's in cup or our journalist, you know, on the side, you know, I, I can't say that Galsai has a very, very good professional journalist that everybody goes to, right? We've talked about different names in the past, but they each show their own biases <laughs> time to time. Um, yeah. But they, they're they not afraid to say, look, the Galsai Cup says 15, but in reality, he's getting paid 23. Jakub Chinar has no shame in saying that. Nevzat has no shame in saying that. All these guys have no shame in saying, okay, Cup is this, reality is this. And then you have Adam Tum- That's the difference between our reporters, bro. I just wanted to say that real quick. Yeah. Whereas Fenerbahce reporters will say the complete opposite. They will make it seem like they're paying way less as if they are getting paid to have that player, you know? Oh, Roma's paying for, you know, the salary, et cetera, et cetera. Ex- exactly. Now, we, we are very uh, front with what we have, right? So this is what I like about our journalism in Galsai. There's also this transfer. Also, like... It had a bigger impact than just transferring Zaha. I mean, Joe Wilson from Sky Sport News announced Zaha, right? We asked uh, the uh, reporter uh, from the UK to say Galatasaray. She says lovely, by the way. And that's how they announced Zaha. And then you have Dean Saunders, Jamie O'Hara, ESPN. There's so many news outlets discussing this and saying why Galatasaray of course Dean Saunders replies yeah because it's a massive club mate um so it's it's been global and it's like it's just amazing to see the level where we're supposed to be again in Europe in the spotlights and and that's just where we belong you know that's how it should be
I feel like we got that back a bit with Uno Lysol, and then it's been a while since we have it, had that again. Which I'm quite enjoying. Yeah, yeah, no, it's going to be, it, it is huge, especially that whole Sky Sports thing was actually so random. Even the, the commentator was like, I was not expecting to do that. It's like, it was so random. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know what, dude? We're doing some massive PR right now. Even on um, Twitter, <laughs> our people are going and collaborating with uh, foreign <laughs> people, like foreign yeah, uh, I hate that accounts. Stuff, man. That has like six hundred. It's cringe. For <laughs> yeah, I know it's all for cloud yeah, and, yeah. and stuff. Cloud. But yeah, so did you see all that yeah, stuff? It was kind of cringe. Like it was funny at first, but then they did the Twitter Spaces with them. And the question, the oh the God. questions that they were asking were so bad. And in the beginning, they start conversations, and they're like, "Wait a second, we don't have a tra- we don't have a translator. Everybody, like, we need a translator. Somebody get a translator." <laughs> and then I tagged uh, Summit. I'm like, "Bro, this is your moment to shine. Get on the Lions Den Twitter. Get in the spaces. Like, this is like mm. the Lions Den is the perfect account to kind of bridge the gap between Turkish Twitter and English Twitter because I think we're the only one that actually does a good job with it on the English side. But we missed that opportunity. They finally did bring somebody, but the entire conversation was just so awkward. Like the like, Bro, go ahead. like No, I, I I'm sure you and I were just about to say the same thing. Like dude, it, it was actually really hard to listen to. And like just the combination of questions they were asking the kid and uh just how things were being translated it was so awkward like the the kid we're talking about he has cfc in his name with like a picture of Zhao felix in a chelsea shirt and they're asking like which club do you support you support chelsea right? I was about to say. he's like yeah I su- where are you from he, he, he's like he's like yeah i support chelsea and then they're like they're like you remember when chelsea played galstrai in the champions league right he's like yeah i remember it's like, how are you meant to have a conversation? Like, yeah. the questions you're asking are so cringy, man. I was yeah. going to do the translation, but I'm kind of self-conscious about my uh, English to Turkish. I'm not so bad with Turkish to English because I know, like, how to substitute a little bit of words. Mm-hmm. But, like, English to Turkish was like, nah, man. Same. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. No, bro. It was really good. Like, I had to stop listening. Like, it's not the kid, the guy, the Chelsea guy's fault. He's like, he, it was like awkward, him, bro. It's the Turkish, like, yeah. he's not used to it, right? He's just like a yeah. dude that knows the language somewhat. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's the way that the Turks made it just so freaking weird. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure you were going to say the same yeah, thing. The exact same thing with the whole Chelsea profile pick and everything. <laughs> oh, what team do you support? Like, bro, we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I oh, yeah. missed my opportunity right there, which um, brings me to another point, boys. The English Galatasaray page on Twitter uh, unfollowed us for some reason, and that saddens me. And I'm going to, well, I know you're listening, Mete, so <laughs> come on, hit, hit, hit that follow back, man. Come on, man. You know, Bro, I didn't, saddest I didn't know that. saddest day of my life when I found out. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's really Yeah, come on, sad. Mete. Come on. I love you, man. Damn, bro. <laughs> we love you, admin. Anyway. We have to win him back somehow, bro. Anyways. Yeah, shit. Uh, we'll think of something, bro. Hey, um, any other news, boys? Well, Bakambu, right? Not that I can think of. Uh, oh, yeah. We didn't speak about Bakambu. So, yeah. Uh, there's that. Yeah. Ridiculous, isn't it? Bakambu. As a backup striker, we, we, can you imagine we that? We briefly touched on it last week, so it's not completely new news. You know, it wasn't like out of nowhere like Zaha. 
But I, I really truly think that Bakambu is a very good alternative striker option for us. You know, um, if you, mm-hmm. like if you guys think about it, you can't have a class striker sit on the bench behind Icardi. It's not going to happen. Like there's going to be problems. Icardi is a guy that can actually play 90 minutes a game the entire season, barring any injuries or suspensions. There's never going to be a time where you can go to Cardi and say, Cardi, you're sitting the bench next game. I think, you know, this other guy, Summit, is a better striker than you for this game. Just sit the bench. Like, you can't do that to Cardi. You can't do that to a player that you're paying $10 million a year. Like, it doesn't make sense. There's an imbalance of wage structure in that, in that department. If you... If you had a 5 million euro player as a striker and then another 3 million on the bench, then you can be like, okay, look, sometimes you, sometimes him, sometimes him, sometimes you. But you can't do that with Icardi and another player. It just doesn't work out that way. Meanwhile... You remember Bakambu from Bursa Of course, man. That's why I'm excited about it. I know it's been a long time, but the guy was here one season and he tore the league apart. He did a great job for... Sergeant Yildirim and who did they have? Like, they do that Borussia sport was killer. Chanel Gunesh, bro. I mean, as much as, yeah. you know, we, we don't like to compare Chanel Gunesh to Fatih Terim, which is an accurate thing to do. You can't really compare them. Fatih Terim is on another level. But Chanel Gunesh has a way with strikers. And I think Bakambu shined in that way. And you know who else, as a coach, has a way with strikers? Okan Buruk. So I, I totally expect Bakambu to shine under. He might not be, you know, this he might not have the same athletic abilities that he did five, six years ago, but he was the leading goal scorer, I believe, in the in the Greek league last year. And people who do well in the Greek league, that translates to the Turkish league as well. And now he's our bench player. Yeah. Last year our bench player was Gomis, who's 37 years old, who very clearly is physically not the man he used to be. Now we have a Bukamba who's six years younger than uh, Gomis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-year contract, 700K transfer fee to Al Nasser, which he recently went to. I guess he didn't like Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and uh, a 1.5 million yearly salary is the official cup statement. So I think that's a bargain for a backup striker. It's great. Especially of his caliber, yeah, yeah dude. Exactly. Of uh, his caliber, yeah. I love it. I love it. And you can see how important that transfer is after watching today's game. Like you can Yeah, see he it. would have been massive today, man. He would have really made all the difference. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I don't know if you spoke about uh, this, but um, Bartu Elmas that went to Fenerbahce, did, did, I don't think I recall you speaking about this last uh, episode. Mm, yeah, because no one cares about <laughs> Bartu Elmas. Sorry. So let's just skip it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time to speak about losers. Yeah. The, who else w- left? Matthias Ross, he went to the Dutch League and AC Nijmegen uh, in the Eredivisie. We're getting 250k for him. I That's hope they let him play. Yeah, 22-year-old loan. That's good. Go, go, go ahead and play some time. Okan Kojuk went to Samsung Spore on a free transfer. That's interesting. Emre Tashdemir as well to Pendikspor on a free transfer. That's interesting. Those two. Thailand, you want to Thailand also went to Samsung Sport today, actually. So. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. On, on loan. So we are sending a lot of Turks in this Turkish quota league away, um, which is interesting. 
I guess they're not at the level we want. Come on, what am I saying? Of course they're not at the level we want. Uh, at least Okan Kojuk, I don't know, man. I have a feeling we're going for Urjan, and that's why we sent Okan away. What do you guys think about that? Urjan is tough, man. I would like to have him. Mm -hmm. But there's another, like, I, I'm... <sighs> I like history, and like history repeats itself. There is a pattern, and the pattern says Galatasaray does well with foreign uh, keepers than they do with Turkish. Because I don't recall a good keeper for Galatasaray that was ever Turkish. So there, there's one side of me that wants Urjan because of the damn foreign limit, and then there's one side that does not want him because, well, we've always been good with foreign keepers. I don't know. But Urjan would be nice. And he he wants to come here. He constantly talks about Galatasaray. One of his interviews, he's like, oh, my club will decide if I go to Galatasaray or Avrupa, right? He mentioned mm -hmm. just those two, no one else in particular. Yeah, I've seen those as well. And that's true. I think Urjan would be really good. I mean, there's no need to talk too much about it until something kind of really picks up. But Urjan is respected by Muslera. Muslera is respected by Urjan. The two are buddy-buddy every time they see each other on social media, et cetera, et cetera. And when you bring a goalie to compete with Musleta and potentially take away Musleta's minutes, it's going to be a lot easier when Musleta respects that goalie. Now, we're actually rumored with Gunai Güvenç, who was at Gaziantep last season. Some people are saying that that deal is done, mm -hmm. that Güvenç, uh, Gunai is actually going to be the backup goalie to Musleta as of now. Yes, and names. Um, <laughs> that... Zahi. That, that one's going to be a little bit tougher. Um, we're, we're rumored with a lot of very good foreign players for the outfield, you know, apart from goalie. So it looks like Musleta might see some of his minutes in the Super League diminish. Um, and that will most likely be to Gunai. I'm not sure how Musleta will handle that. Um, he's a club legend. He respects Okan Buruk. So I hope it's a tr smooth transition and he doesn't cause problem from it. I don't think he will. But uh, TBD on that one, I, I, I'm i not sure how that process will go. I don't think it will be easy to tell Musada to sit the bench, but let's see what happens. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And, and uh, yeah, speaking of Turkish uh, players, Kerem Demirbay is also a rumor to come from uh, Leverkusen. So going to be interesting stuff what we see in the upcoming transfer period. Um, yeah. Well, when I said uh, the players that came in, so Zaha coming in also, well, I thought that would mean Rashitska. Oh, my God. I'm butchering his name every time. Rashitska. You're giving Yasin shit it's for it. I don't know what happened. He just Rashitsa. <laughs> yeah, Rashitsa. There we go. Yeah, I think uh, we're not going for him then if we're getting Zaha, right? That, that's what I would think. You never know. Because Rashitsa is also a very versatile player as well, and you're going to be playing on like three different fronts. Mm -hmm. okay. And and Rashitsa is not opposed to being a bench player either, so you never know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And one thing I wanted to mention as well on uh, players coming in from U19, we uh, were, well, Jan Erdogan. He's uh, a good winger alternative as well, very young. Uh, lots of prospects, and he follows us on Twitter. <laughs> so that's random. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> but yeah, lot, lots of things as well on the on the youngsters that are training with the the A team. So it's going to be interesting to see what we get this uh, 
the season in terms of that. Um, yeah. Any other things you want to go ahead? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Emre's uh, messing with me. He's saying, let's skip the news. Uh, that's what we agreed. And we are now half hour in on the news. <laughs> I guess everyone is super <laughs> excited. Yeah, yeah, I'll dox you like that. I'll, I'll just... Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, you know what, Emre, go ahead. Go ahead. Talk what you want to talk. What I want to talk about... Well, I wanted to talk about Zaha because you were asking how he is and what kind of player he is. But I think we kind of skipped over that. We can talk about what Zaha could yeah, kind of, provide yeah. to this team. But let's talk about today's game against our, our first Champions League appearance against Zagris. Uh, Zagiris. What an embarrassment. Honestly, what an embarrassment. It, 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 it's an embarrassment and I can't like really provide a lot of excuses. We should have won this game straight out. It was a 2-2 draw, unfortunately. But... Again, we weren't full squad. If I were to say that I think we should be able to beat this team at home, but that doesn't mean that we did. You know, I can't provide any excuses. I can't. There's a lot of reasons why we didn't, prov like, we didn't play well today. But one of the main reasons, in my opinion, is our XI was just not it. And I'm sorry to tell you this, Summit. I was right. Yunus ain't Galsarai material, bro. He ain't material for Galsarai. I remember back when you were trying to give uh, Yunus an S tier. Remember when we had the tier list? You were trying to give him an S tier. I said, nah, at best he's an A tier, bro. And, I don't and know what this is what, him, man. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, the pressure that Galsarai brings to yeah. players is a big like difference. John, you, you know more Galsarai than this. Happened, Galsarai happened to him, bro. Like... That's that's what it comes down to, really. And I I was I mentioned to a couple of the guys before the match as well. I I've truly lost all faith in Yunus. Like I don't I I don't see how he can start really any match for us. Maybe friendlies and maybe a cup matches and things like that. But any any type of match where we need to take it half seriously is it, it's just not where he should be. And uh, I don't know, man. I I I don't think he's a bad player. I just I just don't think he's a he's Galatasaray material like in the same way Kerem is or or some some of the other players. So I agree, Emre. I think the eleven uh, there were certain parts of Okan starting eleven today that he got wrong. Um, but I guess we'll go into that a, a little later. But just on Yunus, I, I'm sad to see how he's how he's progressed uh, negatively. But uh, I I think it's time for him to go. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that statement. I don't know. This is not only him, dude. Okay, this one player also tilted me today and he's been tilting me pretty much all season. Oliveira is another one that, <laughs> I don't know, man. Yasin and I were talking about how he's barely like a bench player at this point and he's such a, a big weight on Gossard at this point as well. He's 30... And he has, what, four-year contract and his salary is pretty high. It's pretty high. It's up there. And for real, he's not really providing that much in terms of team chemistry at, the, at this point. What really was made evident to me is how much Torreira carried this team throughout the season, last season. Like, the amount of defensive work that Torreira put is mind-boggling now that I see Oliveira with everyone else, with Mitchell or with 
Barakon with Mertens on the field. Mm-hmm. It, it's really evident how important Torreira is. And I see from this game and even the games that he wasn't with us during the friendlies, he's important for us. Yeah. It's a bit worrying actually as well with the transfers. That's the only thing I've been complaining about so far is where are our midfielders? I mean, it's obvious we need backups there in case Torreira is not there or... I mean, Berkan Kutlu, yeah, sure, it's nice, but he's not gonna, nah, it's not gonna fit. It's not gonna solve a, a game for you, right? No, he's no, not no. gonna be that. That's what we expect Oliveira to be, right? One of these days, man, he's gonna score a free kick. One of these days. That, that's also the thing. That, yeah. Last year, you could see they are, like, I said this a few times in the group chat as well. Last year was a different animal. It was like a holiday mode how they won the championship. Mertens were out there drinking wine, enjoying Turkey. Oliveira, every day you see he's going out for dinner with his wifey. And they, basically, they, it was a walk in the park for them. This year, shit's going to be serious. It's not going to be two games uh, in four weeks anymore. It's going to be week after week, put in the sweat, hard work, and tears. and that, So that's going to be interesting. I don't know. I don't know, man. So this year is going to be different. Yeah, and uh, to be honest with you, it did feel like the team underestimated Zagiris Vilnius. I got to say sorry about that, man. I think it's completely for my fault. I underestimated Zagiris. I was like, and I put a big bet on uh, Galtzray to win first half and second half. Look where Bro, that got us. when's the last time you bet on Galatasaray and it went positively for us? I I don't um, understand you, bro. I remember that one. Definition uh, of insanity is trying one thing that doesn't work over and over again and expecting yeah, different results. <laughs> the, the last one <laughs> I, I won with Gala. You want to know? That was, a, that was a killer. I think a grand or something I won back then. And that was when I said Besiktas to lose, Benar to lose, and Gala oh, yeah. to win. I think yeah. it was very close to the title race as well. Everyone was shocked. Yeah, I remember that. Didn't you win like 700 euro on that or something? Something like that with, with yeah. a few euros, right? How, many, how much yeah. did you lose since then? Yeah, don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we underestimated the hell out of Zalgiris. And uh, I think a lot of fans did. Guys, this is the Champions League. I don't care if it's the preliminary rounds, the playoff rounds. These teams are here for a reason. They were champions of their respective countries at the end of the day. You got to take them serious. We didn't take them serious. That's the whole difference. And yeah. they, dude, I, they're one of the most frustrating teams to play against. I can see why. Because first of all, their fans are annoying as hell. Those trumpets, oh my God, I was going <laughs> to mute my stream throughout that whole experience. I, I, I lost it. And they were constantly defending and waiting on counters. That's that. That's our biggest issue is counters and teams that sit back because we don't really have people that open up the the defense when ten men are sitting behind the the uh, half line, right? We don't yeah. have any of that, but we do. We didn't have it, but we have it now. And that name, that man is Zaha. Unfortunately, he wasn't available for this game. But you know what I think when you say Zaha's Zaha. the man. And what do you what do you think? You know the TV show Ted Lasso. Yeah, yeah. And, and they they transfer a superstar, and the guy's named Zava. <laughs> and he's like, a, uh, and every time I hear Zaha, I'm like, oh, that's Zava, the god. Yeah, no, Zaha, dude, Zaha's the, the man to fix this this um 
this issue that we have with opening teams that sit back. You guys remember Nwakayeme from Trabzonspor, right? How many games yeah, did yeah. that man solve for Trabzonspor on his own because the amount of expertise and dribbling he has, taking on players one-on-one, 1v2, and providing some score to open up the game was insane. And after he left, you saw the downfall of Trabzonspor. Yes, like a whole team shouldn't rely on one player, but that one player can give you options when you're out, out of all options. And that's what Zaha is going to provide us. And that's what we were missing today. And that's what I was expecting from Yunus. Because Yunus also has the capability to take on players one-on-one, dribble in and out of the box. But he just doesn't have that end product. And that's what we were missing today, the end product. So how did the game go today? Uh, What did Okan do to fix the game? Like the first goal, how did that come? Was it a fault? From who? It was a, it was a, a momentary lapse on Nelson's part, mm-hmm. and they got he the guy that he was marking got free, and then he just went up to Musler and just uh, curved the ball in. That's mm-hmm. it. Otherwise, they didn't really have that many chances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you know, like <clears throat> I was a little bit surprised because I think it was obvious how this team was going to play against us. There's a clear difference in quality between the two teams. So, of course, they're just going to set up in a 4-4-2 and just have that block in front of their net and they're just going to try to counter us all. Like I could have told you that before the match started. It's very obvious. They would never dream of playing an open match of football against us. They would just get destroyed. They would never do that. So, I'm really surprised at some of the decisions Okan made, like... I would have never used Bodish in this match. Bodish is really good when you can put him in space and use his speed and aggression. He's not going to be able to do anything when the, the team is sitting in front of their goal. That was interesting. Um, I probably wouldn't have used Berkan in this match. I would have probably preferred Micho to play there. He's better going forward. Um, and uh, I, I, I was just surprised and disappointed we couldn't unlock them you know even the way they were playing i thought we could have done a better job um you know finding these gaps to play in and and scoring but i think we would have had more success if halid just started of course if we had bakambu and akardi i'm not even going to talk about akardi could probably beat these guys on his own but um i was uh surprised with some of the decisions in the lineup yunus as well I mean, we had Mertens on the bench who we probably should have just used. But uh, yeah, I was surprised and a little disappointed. And I, I think it's, I'm, oh, well, I'm not happy it ended 2-2, but I'm happy we're going into the, uh, the second leg at home where we just have to win at home. And of course, we can do that against these guys. Like, that's no problem. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's that at least. Yeah, no. There's no uh, we're going to lose at home. Yeah, Holly was your boy for a minute. You happy with his performance? I know, like you, you kind of rated him. I mean, before so. <laughs> it's, 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 Whereas Samad, it's, it's tough to really just like say him. anything about his performance when he came into the game in the 70th minute. When I don't think we had proper possession of the ball. I don't think we were creating proper positions to score either. Our midfield was really lacking. Our our front line was just colliding with one another. Everybody was making the same run. Everybody was, you know, in each other's space. It was just a mess. And he had one opportunity. He mm-hmm. scored, uh, which was nice. You'd like to see it. It wasn't a spectacular finish or anything like that. But 
What you need a striker to do is score the opportunities that come his way. He had another half opportunity uh, 10, 15 minutes later on a header, I think it was, which he did a terrible job trying to finish. So that, that didn't look good. But um, <laughs> I, I agree with John that Halil should have started this game. Barish needs that space. Okay, Hoja, maybe you thought that there would be more space. Okay, like benefit of the doubt. You thought one way, it didn't work out. That's why, as a coach, you can make a decision to change the game and make subs any minute of the game. I'm not here saying that Okan should have noticed this this going on minute 10 and took it out, taken out Budish and put in Halid minute 10. No. At halftime, I think a lot of people were on the same page. It doesn't take a genius to see that Halid should be playing and Budish should not be playing. No subs were made at halftime. He wasted the 60th minute. And instead of really changing what's going on up top, which where I thought was the biggest trouble, sure, our midfield wasn't good this game and really lacked the quality and the decision-making, we didn't, we didn't tie or, you know, we didn't win this game because of our attack, not because of our midfield. Sure, Nelson made a mistake. Sure, our midfield wasn't top quality today, but our attack should have finished this game off. We had the chances... Not many of them, but, you know, we were up there. We, they, they allowed us to attack. We just didn't make the right decisions. Everybody was trying too hard today. People were mm-hmm. trying to impress today on their own individual levels. They, they made things more complicated than they should have been. There were times where we had... What do you think of hmm. Zaniolo? Zani- like, at least he should have, like, got in there and get one in. Zaniolo, in my opinion, really didn't change of him after today. I've always felt this way about him. He's not really a, um, you know, he, he's not disciplined to his role on the wing. He likes to really come in a lot, and Kerem is the same way. Uh, Yunus is the same way. Uh, Barish, I mean, um, Rashica was really our only disciplined true winger last season. Zan, Zaniolo yeah. likes that space. He actually tried a few nice things today. He, he wasn't on his A game. I, I don't think he had a bad performance by any means. He still tried. He had a couple nice moves, a couple nice fakes. He, he was able to get in the box. But him too. He, all these guys were very excited to score and win. And I think we underestimated the opponent. And in the process, we lacked discipline. We lacked the discipline to make the simple passes, the easy reads, and score goals. You know, one of them came off the post, but, you know, our shots were very lackadaisical. They were on to the goalie. They didn't have a lot of power. They were very wide. Like, we just had to play simple. And you can attribute some of this to the fact that it's our first game of the season, official game. It's the Champions League where there now there's a lot of pressure to do well and, and to get to the group stages. You know, everybody individually wants to be there, of course, but now there's added pressure from the board and the signings that we're making as well. You don't think Yunus and Kerem and all their teammates today said, okay, wow, we got Zaha coming. Everybody knows Zaha. You know, uh, all these guys that play FIFA in training camp, I'm sure they like to play with Zaha time to time. It's like those NBA players, you know, the rookies that get into the league and they're like, oh my God, I'm playing with LeBron James. I'm not saying that Zaha is a LeBron James of the football world, but... Everybody knows Zaha. Everybody has played with or against Zaha in FIFA. So there's that pressure. I don't know if what I'm saying is exaggerated, but, you know, they want to be in the Champions League. And I don't know. I I think we played way too complicated than we needed to. 
I, I hope that this is a good wake-up call. I think it will be. And I don't and just to move on from this, I don't think anybody talked about Moroton. Have you guys talked about Moroton yet? I was gonna ask uh, you, what did you yeah, think we're gonna of get Moroton? There. Came in for Zaniolo, right? Yeah, he, he came from Zaniolo. Or Yunus. I, I don't remember which one he came on for, but he made an in it. It was for Yunus. Uh, it was for Yunus. He, he yeah, made an, an immediate Yunus. impact. Halid was one guy that one of the two guys that I really wanted at halftime. Moroton was the other. Morotan is a very composed player. He's a very skilled player. He knows how to get in and around small spaces. He knows how to find the pass in tight spaces. He has a decent shot. He knows how to spread the field. Like, and he had a very good preseason compared to a lot of the other guys that we've seen. Yunus not performing well today is not a surprise to 90% of fans today because we saw him last season and we saw him in the many preseason games this season. It's not shocking that he didn't have a good game today. It's really not. And it's not shocking that Morutan played very well in the 30 minutes that he was on the pitch today. So next game, I totally expect him to start because he changed the game immediately. He, he changed the flow of the game. Passes were finding our, our, our players' feet when he had the ball. It just, everything was a lot simpler. The other team actually look like a team that is 10 times lower quality than we are. Up until that point, it was an even game. We were losing at times. That's not the way it should be. If you look at transfer market, which is not something that we should use to judge, make a conclusion on everything, but there's a clear difference in quality between both teams. We didn't show that until for maybe until maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the game after Morutan, Morutan came on. That should not be the case. So Okan Buruk has a lot to uh, look back at after today's game. I, I don't think he should have trouble making the right decision going forward, but it was definitely a mistake on his part, in my opinion, today. I, I want to just throw out there that uh, Zalgiris hasn't lost at home in 11 games. So their home record right now is pretty good. And they're second place in the league. I know still Lithuania. I know their, le their team is like <laughs> worth a tenth at, uh, as ours, but still... I just want to throw that out there. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other stats for the game of today? Well, uh, I, I, I can throw, if, if we're looking for some stats, I can throw some stats. Uh, we finished this match with 69% possession, uh, which was expected. Like I mentioned, you know, I, I, I could have told you this is how these guys were going to play against us. Um, eight shots to five. Uh, for us and six corners to one for us and of course after all of that said it was a 2-2 result right um you know i think sometimes it can be a little tricky when teams play like this because i think you have to decide like uh do you want to not uh push as high up the pitch and you know obviously the other team sitting back you're going to be in their half controlling the ball uh controlling possession and the tempo of the match but do you want to not push that far up and just try to maintain possession and patience and see if you can find a goal? But then that runs the risk of tying 0-0 or, you know, it might be get too late in the game and then you start stressing for the goal, right? Or do you want to push up really high and try to really press them for the goal and then get countered and, you know, have that risk of uh, conceding, right? So uh, it's... Kind of tricky to navigate sometimes, but I think that with the right 
personnel, we could have made it easier for ourselves. And Mm -hmm. you guys make such good points with Muruton and Hadlil and, you know, all the players, Mertens that we mentioned. I think I'm hoping for the home leg, there there will be these changes. I don't think it's very difficult to see. I think it's pretty clear. And uh, especially at home, I mean, I can't imagine a world where these guys come to Istanbul and manage to get a result, you know. Why wasn't Lucas Torreira in the game? Injured. Uh, injured. Mm-hmm. For how long? Yeah, he's injured. Uh, well, last I heard, two months, which mm-hmm. has been pretty much that long so far. So he's, I think he's getting ready to return. I think next slowly. week he's coming back. Yeah, he's whatever, not going to be available for the next game, obviously. No. He's going to not but be come match on, fit. Do, do we need Torreira for Zalgiris? Their no, their match. We don't. Their squad is eight million euros. Their whole squad is eight million euros. Yeah, value. that's well, pathetic. I know you guys are getting stuck up on the pro- like the value of their team, but yo, you can take a group of people and you if they have chemistry amongst each other. They can play way, way above their means. They can punch above their weight. And I, I've mm. seen that Zalgiris is punching way above their weight. And like I said, this is the Champions League. You're here for a reason. And you can't underestimate these teams, no matter how you know uh, low their budget is. And I don't know, to be man. quite they, frank, they should be like Byron, 18 they're, they're, or something. Their like pitch that. is not <laughs> helpful either. They're playing on synthetic grass. Yeah. It's not like, I, I'm, I don't want to make too many excuses. Like you guys said, we should have beat them. Mm-hmm. And and again, it does come down to quality. Like, like buddy Shalpad, bro. In the like, what is it? First fifteen minutes, bro. They they missed an open chance, and then he misses a completely open chance. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. That's you scored that. They have no. They have to open up. And you guys like one thing about Brakio Brakio British Ipadiumas is that <laughs> I think the reason why Okan Budak played him is because even though he likes open space, he's one of the most active pressers in our team like he, yeah and that's how we got that uh chance like he was pressing their back line and he uh, provided that opportunity unfortunately he couldn't finish that opportunity yeah yeah he's like, but, like he really yeah tires down the defense yeah but like uh, the guy said he should have been subbed out in the second half beginning of the second half preferably mm-hmm. yeah there's no excuses honestly i just hope won't be another ostersund's fiasco yeah yeah um so the no, the champ. You need to get into the Champions because the Champions League is such a trump card when you're bringing in other players. You, when you say, "Oh, I'm in the Champions League," your hand is so much stronger. So we need to really, you know, get this in the bag and look forward because this is just one team out of other teams that are going to be way harder, way more in form. So if we are really a Champions League level team, we need to prove it. We need to show it. One thing I didn't push like. I don't know. What do you guys think of Nelson lately? I think he just wants to leave. I don't think he's like his mind is in it anymore. Um, I I don't think so. I I'd say both Sasha Boe and Nelson are like, look at where we're going. We're going to Europe. Look at all the amazing players that is joining us. There's a real project, and and come on, why would I leave? I'm happy. There's new players coming. It's gonna be a lot of fun. New season, new players. I don't see it happening. I mean, bro, there's after like today, a, yeah. I don't know if you saw, but uh, Twitter or Instagram is they, they. Our fans are so stupid, man. Our fans are 
real idiots. <laughs> what do they do? I didn't They're see. They're just saying like, go, go home, fuck off. Uh, to, to who? To, who? Yeah. to Nelson? Oh my God. Oh my God. Like we just celebrated the championship with him. Come on. Right, man. right. It's like it, Turkish people get really judgmental and emotional if the player's not smiling in every single picture that they see. Oh, he wants to leave or something Honestly, like that. we have it a bit as well, right? So, I mean, we're a bit negative today, uh, but I have no... Um, but the yeah. reason I'm saying it is because he's been like not in his best form throughout the whole preseason. You, like, the reason why I'm not saying that about Bowie because Bowie's literally continuing off where he left off mm-hmm. from last season. He's like one of the better players today him and up up Kerem he was good Kerem was good too I don't know why people don't rate Kerem so like people like shit on Kerem but I think he was really good today he provided a lot of options a lot of uh space a lot of versatility yeah Angelino was kind of uh not where I expected well, to be well honest. for him uh just to quickly put in I, I don't think it's expected that he comes in and is like ready to play 90 minutes and he's he's going to be the Anhalino that we expect immediately. He he's playing a left back position with a new center back partner to his right, Abdul Kerem. He's playing with Kerem in yeah. front of him who is not the best <laughs> helper on the wing. He's probably being asked to be a little bit more careful and disciplined in his defensive responsibilities because of this. And given the fact that he's not known to be the best defender, compared to like other left backs he's more of an attacker um so if, if you consider all this and his his fitness is you know expected not to be at 100 percent, it's fine I, like i didn't i'm not surprised in fact i i thought there were a couple of moments in the game where i was really impressed with him you know his ability to make a pass immediately and make the run that he you expect an attacking left back to make like i thought a lot of it was very good um was he consistent all game long? No. Most people might look at the game and say he was average at best, but it's the little moments that I tried to, uh, you know, grab something out of because, like I said, if you consider everything that I just mentioned before, it's not expected that he has a very good game. Um, I think we'll, I think we'll see a very different Anjadino game over game over the next few weeks throughout the qualifiers, and once he really fits in and understands his role. He's gonna be the beast that we know he is supposed to be. So don't I wouldn't be too concerned about that. No, I'm just like pointing out like yeah. performances today. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, no, if you guys don't have anything else to add, do you guys have expectations for next game? When? You guys think Bakambu <laughs> will be playing? So he is he he can be in the team, right? Like he from like a mm-hmm. UEFA yeah. uh, perspective, we—he is one of yeah. the two players that we can register, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And the next game is August second, by the way, so not far from now. Yeah. It's next week. It's next Wednesday. I—I mm-hmm. I, so, I expect yeah, him no, to play. We need to pass I that. expect him to play, but you never know. After the the lineups that we saw today. Um, I won't be surprised if maybe Okan's like, no, it's okay. We don't need Bakamba right away. He's not quite ready. Ali's been here for an additional week or two compared to Bakamba. Maybe we can just play with him and be fine. I, I hope that's well. I hope that's not what we do. <laughs> I'm not saying he'll do that, but um, if you in in Okan Buruk's defense, sorry, I know he doesn't make the same mistakes twice, so yeah. I can guarantee you he's not going to do the same thing he did today. 
But yeah, go on. He'll also be in pretty deep shit <laughs> if he doesn't win the, that yeah, next game. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. just going to say that. Like, with the amount of money that we've spent, if you can't beat these guys at home, I, I truly, I don't know what to tell you. So, you know, I'm not saying to ring the alarms and, you know, press the panic button, but you better get this one right because, you know, there's some... There's some deep shit if you can't pull this off. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Even well, as an Okamburuk fanboy, he needs to he needs to pass that uh, that game. Well, I'm gonna can't wait for the next game where we uh, go to the next round of the Champions League and continue our streak. Because uh, I mean, I, I need to make some plannings, man. I need to buy some plane tickets to Turkey. Yeah, man. Do you guys, uh, you guys want to make predictions for it or is that, we... is it against Zagreus? <laughs> I think we should, yeah. man. That, that's what we did last season. We should. It worked out quite nicely. Okay, all right. Yeah, Bakambu hat trick, bro. Yo, oh, done it. Yeah, 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 first appearance hat trick. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that would be mad. So you're saying three 0 Yeah, yeah. But that's it. So Bakambu is okay. gonna score a hat trick. Nobody else is gonna score a goal. All three. No, it's going to be Kerem <laughs> with one assist. It's going to be Morutan, uh, the, the last, the third goal. He's going to assist there. And the second assist is going to, it's going to bounce off with the Karambol. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Watch it happen next week. Bruh. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to refrain. Ahead, yeah, yeah I, better. I, I, I figured, Emre, don't, don't, let's not change yeah. anything there, bro. I'll say uh, 3-1 and... Um, I, I still don't trust our defense completely. Um, they they need to wake up a little bit. Um, but I, I expect Morotan to score one goal. I, I can't say the rest. Um, three three goals, three one win. Morotan with at least one goal. That's what I'll say. Yeah, yeah. I I have the same score prediction. I think it's going to be three one. Um, Goals, I have no idea. I really have no idea. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Abdul Kerim scored again, bro. I kind of, before the match, I don't know why I had it in my head. I kind of had a feeling he was going to score. Uh, and he did. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. I wouldn't be surprised if he scored again. But I don't know who's going to score the other goals. I think it's going to be 3-1, though, because uh, it's... I don't know why it's so hard for us to keep clean sheets all the time, man. Like, they always manage to score a penalty or some bullshit goal but uh anyways i don't think we're gonna have trouble with it but uh we'll, we'll see how it goes as long as summit doesn't bet again we should be fine can i bet against gala bro how many times okay i think i've mentioned three times on this podcast in 60 episodes do not number one rule of betting do not bet bro. on your own teams I mean, bro. it's, it's the you, dutchies man expect? john it's the dutchies what do you expect Sally did it before <laughs> he didn't learn his lesson apparently we lost that game i believe i, I forget who it was against now summit like i i was bro. hyped up with zaha man i was hyped up you know <laughs> I know, I know. Ainan, bro. Like, what are you doing? I know, but still, I was bro, hyped up you just, and I saw this team, Zalgarius, what? 8 million value? Bro, that's that's two, two Zahas, not even. <laughs> you need to Bro, you always, you always let the vibes get to you, man. Yeah, always. I know, I know. Anyway, yeah, I will not bet. Okay? Okay. Deal. 
Alright. Better not. Um, yeah, let, let's do the outro, I guess. Keep it short, snappy. Next week we'll be back. Um, yeah. So, thank you for listening. You, as a listener, we appreciate you. We love you. Um, yeah, we'll keep it up. And uh, don't forget to follow us at the Lions Den GS for Twitter and Instagram. You can also go to our Patreon or ask for a link for our special Discord server. Chat. It's all together. The big fun group. So, thank you all. And thank you, lads. See you next week. See you guys. Peace. See you then.